Hello and welcome to this episode of the world's premier podcast at the intersection of global education, youth empowerment, and the work of the UN proper. My name is Eric Novak, and this is Communicate. If you enjoy our content, don't forget to like, share, follow, and show our work to your friends and colleagues. Today marks our 10th episode of the podcast, our first of what will be certainly many milestones. So, to echo this mark, I have with me today Ayomide Ajakaye from St. Louis, Missouri, who has over the last few months worked tirelessly with the podcast and me to schedule interviews, interface with interviewees, and get them ready for the experience. Without her forensic work, the podcast certainly would not have been able to as smoothly bring the diverse set of participants we have been able to thus far. I liked the idea of to mark our 10th episode, have a quick behind-the-scenes peek at how the podcast currently operates, and Ayomide is ideal for the job. Thanks for being here, Ayomide, and I'd like to start us off by asking you to generally describe what your work with the podcast thus far has involved. Hi, everyone. My name is Ayomide, and so far in the podcast, I've helped schedule interviews, and I've helped get interviewees ready to go for each individual podcast, so my job is to make sure that they know how the podcast works and make sure that everything is everyone's on the same page with the podcast. And we've had a set of different interviewees from uh, youth to adults. And what are the major differences that you've observed between these two groups in terms of how they, they, they've prepared for the podcast and how they've responded to you? I think what I love about, the MUN Impact community is that we are an organization of youth. So because of that, I feel like there's already this respect between everyone. So even though I'm young, no one looks down at me because there's this culture of you are able to do this. And so I think that even within adults as well, I get treated well and there's not that disconnect when it comes to how I'm getting treated, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Age isn't a document, as it were, even though we often fall into the trap of thinking it is. And yes. I mean, this is all within the within the limits of reasonability. But nevertheless, I feel that the youth-led culture of immune impact and by consequence of many of the peripheral organizations that we contact to interact with that ends up leading to a respect for one's voice that is predicated on perhaps a variety of different factors, but certainly not their age. Which brings me to uh, the next point, which is you're currently in eighth grade. Yes. I think you're, I believe you're 14 or is it 15? 14? 14. 14. 14. And now I myself was uh, quite surprised when I heard that uh, because I always thought I was a quite, quite a... Uh, an advanced, well-involved, eloquent 14-year-old, but you just blew it out of the water. Um, Thank you. And I'm pretty sure that the other podcast leaders, as well as MUN Impact leaders who weren't aware of this fact, were also quite impressed by your um, your development at such a young age. So Thank you. you said you wanted to do, uh, you were getting interested in journalism, and of course you're quite young. Um, but I, I wanted to know, especially because you're so young, how the podcast and the work that you've done with it have contributed to you as a person and uh, helped shape your, your short and long-term goals. So 
currently I feel like when looking into the future, I think about what do I want to learn? That's something that I think is super important because I don't, I don't believe in like limiting yourself to one thing. So I try to make sure that I dip my hand into a lot of different things because I could end up doing journalism and I could end up being a doctor and I could end up being a scientist or anything. So I try to make sure that I'm getting exposed to different things. That's something that my teachers always tell me to make sure that I'm exposing myself to different things so that I can have a really full perspective of life. So that's what I'm trying to do when it comes to short-term and long-term goals. Well, that's a valid outlook, especially for those who are um, bridging the gap between middle school and the start of high school. I, 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 would, I, I would certainly applaud you for being this proactive with this process whereby you try to better understand who you are and what you like to do. There's this interesting concept in, I believe it comes from Japanese culture, but I might not be 100% correct in that. It's called Ikigai, and it's the perfect convergence between what you are good at what you love doing, what you can get sustenance from, be paid for, and what the world needs. So the perfect intersection between all of that is, uh, is, is, is this concept of ikigai, which is basically a state of perpetual self-actualization. <laughs> and this isn't to say that you, get, uh, you can be fully happy all the time. It's about minimizing the lows, not maximizing the highs. But the only way to reach that ikigai is either if you're extremely lucky and you, with one shot, end up falling upon the thing that you were like, born to do, if you will, or by trying a variety of different things out. And one of the best uh, moments in life in which to do that is in one's um, uh, teen years, like from, from your age up until... Uh, early twenties. That's that's probably the ideal, the ideal moment in which to to engage with these sorts of things. Yeah. So I I feel like this is, is it's an amazing opportunity for you. And I wanted to ask whether uh, you learned any specific actionable skills through your work with the podcast, and if so, which? I would say definitely organization. And I know this is this is something that seems kind of rudimentary, but when you're when you have to be responsible for other people and make sure that they're on track with things, it makes you have to take more accountability for what you're doing as well, because I have to keep in track of all my schoolwork and other extracurriculars that I'm doing to make sure that I'm prepared for other people. And that's something that I'm still learning on the way. Is there any specific example that you might be able to highlight of how your work with the podcast has visibly changed the way you organize yourself? So nowadays, I actually, I write down what I want to get accomplished. And I write down what are all the things that I'm my priorities at the moment. And then I sit through and make sure, okay, what do I need to get done on this day? And I make sure that I get that done. And then through and through that, I'm able to keep myself more organized. And that's how I keep that's how I keep things together. That's a really 
really important skill to have, honestly. I might need to learn that from you, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm not perfect, but... <laughs> well, we're, we're, all, we're all getting there. And if I remember correctly, the reason you originally got involved with the podcast, because you're one of uh, Mr. Newman's students, and for our listeners who don't know, Andrew Newman is a teacher at the John Burroughs School in St. Yes. Louis, where yes. you study. And yeah. he's also in the Immune Impact Board of Directors, as well as in the Thyman Advisory Board. And he's one of the he's one of the most influential Immune directors in the world. I'm pretty sure. As it turns out, um, you ended up getting involved with a podcast, in a way by by uh, by a stroke of luck, right? I assume yeah. that if you studied in the school next door to John Burroughs, perhaps you wouldn't have been able to uh, get involved no. with this process. No. So one could say that there was uh, there was some luck involved. To what extent do you do you see this sort of process affecting you? Do you feel like opportunities uh, happen unexpectedly, or have you um, chased opportunities that you saw peripherally but that weren't explicitly directed at you? I would say it's actually a combination of both. And I think this quarantine has really accelerated that in a way because before this quarantine started, I wasn't as into MUN and I wasn't, I, I hadn't really gotten into like journalism or writing. I'd done a few articles for my school, but nothing too heavy. But then I remember the day that Mr. Newman had so during our school instead of traditional assemblies that we used to have he they did recorded videos and Mr. Newman sent in a video talking about MUN at home and I remember seeing that and I almost didn't go and then something told me that I should go and it ended up being such a amazing experience and if it weren't for like you said kind of like that luck that I ended up deciding, hey, I'm going to do this, I would never have gone into this position. And so, yeah, I think part of it was like I seeked out the opportunity. I decided to go. And then another part of it was that I was lucky that Mr. Newman is one of my teachers at my school. You're right, though, in that it is a mix of both things. It's important to be aware of uh, opportunities that one can indirectly get involved with because sometimes you do get an upshot if you're there and that might be as a result of luck the indecipherability of the universe nevertheless spitting out at you some sort of uh some sort of positive uh positive opportunity and but you can't rely on those right you have to uh th th there's a certain way to lead life where we try to seize the day, right? Carpe diem. And yeah. then if perchance we have an amazing opportunity at our hands, we, because of the, the, the way we've already set upon ourselves to, to seize the day, we are able to fully seize the opportunity. I'm reminded of, uh, and I'm not a big fan of rap um, or <laughs> hip hop. It's not really my style, but I'm reminded of the Eminem song, Lose Yourself. Uh, where oh, in the yes. chorus line says, "Lose yourself in the moment." The um, I love music, that song. You own it. You better never let it go. You only have one shot. Do not miss your chance uh, 
to uh, blow this opportunity comes once in a life. And so I don't know. It's like it's a mixture. And I think it alludes to this a little bit because you have opportunities with a very limited window for you to seize them. Mm-hmm. And you have a certain behavioral style that allows you to seize those opportunities. And just by having those opportunities doesn't necessarily guarantee fulfillment, reaching of the, the ikigai we mentioned earlier, nor does simply having the behavioral style but not having those opportunities. You do need, to, in a way, a mix of both. And the only way to having that mix of both is um, res- uh, long-term consistency and resilience to behave genuinely relative to who we are, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think also awareness is so important because you have to be aware of when something works for you and when something doesn't work for you. That's definitely something I'm learning through this podcast is learning, okay, is this what I want to do? Is this is this the direction that I want to go? And then thinking about how that impacts you. So I really like that concept. Uh, this is very relevant, actually, because in Emmy and Impact, the way different programs coexist and allow uh, participants, uh, not, uh, organizers to develop different skill sets and different styles and to better improve themselves professionally, sometimes in tandem to their engagement in various different projects. I feel like that is a, a, a very rich um, mirror for you to look at yourself and try to better understand who you are. And to that end, I think the podcast has certainly been an effective branch within the whole ecosystem to get organizers to uh, to, to further develop certain different skills, uh, a, a different skill set in that regard. For example, I myself uh, learned how to do video as a um, audio editing and well just better to better understand how to actually record podcasts and then upload them you yourself mentioned the organizations uh the organization aspect and how you improved in that and we also have um others working in the promotion part creating the the visual components so for example i know leo del toro does the marketing promos and I'm sure it's been an experience for him as well. And Loki helps with transcriptions, which has certainly been an interesting uh, opportunity to learn about audio transcription programs and all that. So mm-hmm. to the extent that the podcast has its mission and the intent of developing an oral history of MUN, and recording the successes and the ethos of MUN communities around the world, it also is a channel for youth to develop skills and talents and to better understand who they are in a world that's every day requiring us to have a certain uniqueness about the skill set that we offer. So, yeah. well, I nosedived into something quite philosophical right now but <laughs> i do believe that very much so and you you're you you've been a central component of all of this and going forward we're obviously just getting started and for uh, the savvy listener out there we actually just had a team meeting where we had some ideas for how to expand the podcast improve it further it's always a, 
a growth process. And I wanted to ask you, Ayumide, what have you found most exciting about the podcast thus far? And what do you most look forward to in the near future? I love the fact that there's so much possibility in this podcast because there's so much that could happen. And because it's in its beginning stages, there's so much that we can do to get it to the place that maybe in 10 years it'll be. And that's something that's super exciting for me to think about how what we're doing right now is laying the groundworks for future podcasts, for future people to come on and be interviewed. And I love the fact that what our goal is to be the oral historians of MUN and I like that we're showing a different perspective of MUN that a lot of students may not have. And that's something that's super exciting for me. Yep. Right now, of course, most of our guests have been directly or indirectly involved with MUN Impact, largely because it is the parent organization and there's so much happening with MUN Impact as a whole that it would almost be a disservice to look outward before you look inward. And so to the extent that we've had many guests directly or indirectly involved with Immune Impact thus far, our idea indeed is to branch out and to uh, serve as the glue that uh, ties together the different informally, as of now informally connected Immune communities around the world, uh, around, um, around a platform in which they can mm-hmm. describe their successes, their hopes, their dreams, things that may not have worked, actually. Yeah. Speaking of things that may not have worked, um, what would you say was the thing that, in your engagement with the podcast, at first uh, didn't seem to work too well, that you then modified and started working much better? I think right now, making sure that students know where to go and also again kind of going back to the organization thing making sure that I myself know what I need to get done at certain times because when it comes to something like this you have to make sure that you are putting your best effort forward and you have to be an active member of the team And so making sure that you are okay before you can help everyone else, I think that's super important. And I think that's something that really helps with this. Yeah, you you definitely don't want to put out the fire in your neighbor's house before you put out the fire in your own, if that makes sense. Yes. And right now, our team is still... um, uh, in the process of stabilizing itself so we don't have a lot of uh, redundancies built in. And as is the case with most voluntary workforces with students in various different time zones around the world, it's very important for us to be on top of our own things because it, it's hard to yeah. uh, it, it's hard to resolve the issues of uh, that someone yeah. else may have encountered for generally very uh, justifiable reasons but the fact is life oscillates and it's uh, i think communication has definitely been the thing we've improved on the most i i, I myself yes. think yes transparent communication speaking of like yeah speaking of like the communication aspect 
get being on something like this, as you say, that has people from all over the world, you have to be mindful of time zones. Like that's something that was so new to me because before getting involved with MUN Impact, I never even thought about like, I didn't even know that UTC time existed. I always thought it was like, you know, you have different time zones, but I never knew there was like a universal time and starting to think about, okay, this person is most likely awake at this time. This is the best time to contact someone. Thinking about that, that communication aspect is so important. Yeah, it's no wonder in my interviews with most of the teams, um, team members from the Middle East and Asia, I've had to do the interviews in the morning uh, in most cases because of this. So, uh, And I'm still getting used to, uh, to using uh, Greenwich Mean Time as the as universal time. I don't think it's something that I'm going to ever be fully used to, but I'm getting better at it as well. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, for our listeners out there, you can be sure that there are many new surprises coming your way in the next episodes and that even though our 10th episode marks our first, um, our, our, our first landmark, it's certainly the first of many. And I am very excited to see where the podcast goes forward, especially as our team grows and our possibilities continue growing. It was a true pleasure talking with Ayumide about where we are right now and what she has learned. I think we all have something to be inspired by in listening to such an eloquent 8th grader speak about her experiences thus far and what she thinks about the future. Thank you once more, Ayumide. But, unfortunately, we have run out of time. So, if you enjoyed our content, don't forget to like, share, follow, and show our work to your friends and colleagues. But for now, we yield the floor. Until next time.